Welcome to Coffee with Ken, with your host, Ken Balser. Well, we're at the Forger Coffee Company here on Marvin Road on Hawks Prairie. I'm thanking very much for the, the space and the coffee. My guest today is somebody that you know now because you've seen his name before. His name is John Hutch Hutchings. He's the new Thurston County Commissioner. How's that title fit? I've been trying it on now for a week or so, and it feels real good. Yeah? I'm so elated. It's still, it has sunk in, but it hasn't sunk in quite yet. So, do you feel like you have a burden? A burden? Yeah. Oh, heck no. You feel like you have an opportunity? Uh, an opportunity and, uh, and and a real heavy responsibility. Okay, responsibility. Well, that's a burden, isn't it? No. No, it could be a burden or it could be a challenge. It could be an opportunity. Depends on how, you're, how you look at it. So what kind of responsibility do you see like you have? Well, I have a responsibility to, uh, to create relationships, a responsibility to reach out to, um, to everybody, whether they voted for me or not, um, a responsibility to balance real good policy, county policy, budget policy, uh, intergovernmental policy, uh, in, a, in a reasonable, balanced way that's going to make sense long-term, not just immediately short-term, uh, and to be inclusive, include everybody's voice. I have a responsibility to... Uh, to build trust and trustful relationships with everybody throughout the county, not only the governmental folks, but but uh, uh, the nonprofits, the chambers, uh, economic development, all those folks, uh, but also the communities, the various communities in the county that uh, uh, that I represent. Well, you're saying all the right words. Okay, then. <laughs> so I've got that down. Yeah, yeah, you got that down. Yeah, you're a politician already. This is your first run for public office, right? This is my very first elected position. Yes, it is. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's an important position, and you won. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm gobsmacked. Yeah. I'm just gobsmacked. <laughs> um, uh, for example, today, everywhere I go, uh, people are, are congratulating me. And when I went to the chamber luncheon at, in Tonino, the overwhelming response I got you know, received from, from the people, and people that I've known for several years down there, they looked and acted and sounded like kids on Christmas morning. Yeah, okay. They, and it was... It, I because just, of, because I, it was, of the change, the anticipated change. The anticipation, the, uh, hey, we finally have someone that we know, we have, we're finally being validated, and we know it's not all about South County, they actually said... But, but but we now we're, we have some representation. Yeah, now there, there hasn't been any representation from South County probably in gosh 30, 40 years. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's been, it's been at least been. that long. It could have been even longer than forty years. I know it's, it's been at least a dozen years, but those, they would probably go back that far. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think back. I mean, I go back to Homer Hedgepath when he was from Little Rock, you know, and that, and that was back in the seventies, and that. And I can't think of anybody since then that's been, well, Georgianus, I guess, would probably be the and closest. From my perspective, it seems easy to do the wrong thing. It's, it's hard work to do the right thing. So to have, to have a, a, a large group of your community disenfranchised or feel like they're disenfranchised, again, personality or uh, uh, perception becomes reality. Right. Um, this is overwhelming to them, and it was overwhelming to me. So even early on in the campaign, when, we, when I was asked the question about expanding the commission so that South County be, can be represented, I said, I'm not opposed to expanding the commission, but that's up to the, the, the citizens to decide. But it's about having the right person in that right position to represent the South County. They're part of the district. I want to come back to that, expanding the commission, a little bit later, because I think it's something we need to talk about. But what, do, what does the South County people think you're going to do 
for them that they haven't had before? Probably number one, validation. Validate that they're there they're and they're here. important. Yeah, we're here. We, we matter. We absolutely matter. We are people too. Uh, and we're members of, of Thurston County as well. They, they are, uh, uh, they're, they're tired or frustrated, actually just resigned to the fact that, that uh, the three big cities run the county. And now they think, wow, that, that's not going to happen now. That's not going to happen with Bud, Gary, and, uh, and Hutch. It's not going to happen. Uh, so I think they're elated. They're, uh, uh, they're very encouraged. Uh, and now, now we have to deliver. Do you see a culture shock coming for the people in Thurston County? From three liberal Democratic women two years ago to three conservative men today? I do. I do, because I've, yeah. I've been thinking about that for about a year and a quarter. But I don't know if everybody else does or if anybody else does. But uh, I, think it's, I think it will be felt. I would think perhaps uh, the Democratic Party is, is, uh, is kind of like, uh, what do we do now? Because it's earth, it's, I think it's earth-shattering. It is groundbreaking. And I've been saying all along, just imagine the possibilities. So now if it's going to be more of the same, I'll be one term. But if we deliver and start moving forward, as we've been saying, and I say we, uh, me and Gary, and, and even uh, Commissioner Blake, if we if we move in the direction that we've been talking, you that and we're Gary, going Commissioner to, Blake, not you and Gary and Bud. <laughs> well, because he, Gary, and I are some yet. For his, for his, uh, so I can say Sheriff Edwards. <laughs> uh, once we start delivering on 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 uh, on promises and, and what we expect and anticipate happening, then uh, I think people will start. Saying, "Wow, this—it finally is coming to fruition." Well, what is it that they expect? I'm that's why I'm trying to get you to tell. Okay, they're—they're they're expecting not just the example, South County, but the but the people that voted for you. They want the pocket gopher thing de- dealt with, even in the city proper. Yep. When I was doorbelling in the cities, yes, because Lacey's got a significant and, amount. Right, and I was surprised down and uh, in pretty close to downtown Olympia, people kept asking me. What are you going to do? So I was addressing issues that I thought might be important to the city dwellers, and they would ask me, what are you going to do about the pocket gopher? They want the gopher problem taken care of. They, they want it taken care of. Okay. They want that squared away, shy of a major lawsuit, shy of a... Uh, well, we'll talk uh, about in a few minutes about okay. what, how, what you're going to do. They, they want, want the gopher taken care of. And they want fees reversed. It, it looks like it's going to be... What kind of fees? Well, the on-site septic fee. Okay, the septic system. So septic, septic fee, fees. which is uh, set to be adopted next month. Yeah, isn't that interesting that they decide to go ahead and adopt that without the... Well, I, I think it's interesting. They Not only, I knew they would adopt it, but they, they put it on the agenda for uh, adoption to be discussed in January, to be voted on in January. They did that on November 9th, which happens to be Election Day. They've had it for the entire year, but they waited till Election Day so as not to hurt the what candidates. What we're talking about is that the county commissioners have decided to implement a fee on septic systems in Thurston County, and they waited until... November 9th, to, yeah. to do that, knowing they were going to be out of office by the 1st of January, and you guys were going to have to take the flak. Well, we're not going to take the flak. <laughs> I, I think it was not designed so um, we wouldn't have to take the flak. They, I don't think they much cared about me taking flak. I think they didn't want uh, their, the, their candidates that they were endorsing to have to deal with it, <sighs> and I don't think they wanted to do it earlier in the campaign because that would look bad for the current candidates that were running. Kelsey and, and Jim. Well, it didn't work out, did it? Uh, not, no, it didn't work out so well, no. So they, they want the septic fees uh, at, so least, that will at, have at, to be, at least looked at. 
It'll be looked at, studied, and probably reversed. And then they might need to do something with the gophers. Is there anything gophers? else? Uh, there is uh, the, uh, the $20 a vehicle car tab increase. That's supposed to go to a, a, a transportation district. Transportation benefit district, right? Right, the TB, uh, TBD, transportation benefit district, TBD. Right. And uh, um, again, the, it will be looked at because I think it is punitive in nature. I think it's very punitive in nature because it includes not only cars, vehicles, trucks, but it includes tractors and trailers. And so South County, of course, has a large farm and ranch community. They've got multiple vehicles. It will cost these folks hundreds and hundreds of dollars extra a year for vehicles that are only used a couple times a year. And it just seems punitive. And that only is designed to raise about 1.9 million. Uh, now, is that gonna be beneficial? Well, it's better than nothing. However, there's there's other options. And if there's other options of raising the money well, or the are. revenue. Well, there are. sales tax increase is another option. Well, there is. And even a, a one, I think it was a 0.02% would yep. raise double. It would raise about $4 million. Yeah. But that um, has to be approved by the board of the people. That would. And you can do the other one without the board of the people. Right. However, if, if we're being able to, uh, if we're able to increase revenues in other ways through economic development, uh, once we deal with the gopher issue, uh, and we're able to uh, reform and streamline some current practices and save some revenue, and there might be other revenue sourcing out there other than dinging somebody with a $20 fee for all their vehicles. That might so, be. gophers, septic <laughs> systems, transportation fees. And Those here's what else is coming. And those well, are the three here, this, big ones? Uh, there's, there's, there's two more. Okay. All, it's called Title 26. All code violations, building code for your homes, for your businesses, building codes, uh, all code violations have been lumped earlier in this year, lumped into one title called Title 26. And then what the commission did was they criminalized all code violations that are gross misdemeanors, and they can not a fine, or not a fee rather, but a fine uh, penalty uh, for that. The, the way it's written is $500 a day until the code violation has been corrected. So now this is authorized by the state legislature, just something new? This was county commission did this. Yeah, but I mean, they, they have to have approval by the state legislature to do action. I would, I don't know, Ken. I, I would, well, I, I've got to do the, the research on that. The county commission is an arm of the state legislature, and they can't do anything except what the legislature tells them they can do. Okay. So obviously the legislature sometime, because this is a, a new concept to me. It's a new concept, and so they're going to have to hire additional code enforcement officers, and then they're going to have to give them specialized training because they're going to be special commissioned because they're <laughs> going to be enforcing okay. criminal code. So, so, so uh, are the three of you opposed to that? Did Bud vote against it? I believe Bud voted against okay. it. Yeah, so that's the fourth one. What's the fifth one? Uh, were... Water systems. People that are on city water that have their own well system. Mm -hmm. The county has proposed that they want people to put a meter on their wells under the guise where we just we just want to measure how much water you're sure. using, which of course is step one to and, taxing taxing and, and people's water in, within city limits as well. No, that's just that's unincorporated. In just unincorporated. Because, you know, they're also the Board of Health, which means that they have a significant impact on the cities as well. That's they correct. Can, they can even levy a tax on, on, uh, on sewer hookups, sewers in, in the urban areas. They could, they yeah. They it, were talking about doing that. They have, and, and, but they backed away from that, from what I understand, this, this current year. They backed away from that. It would be just unincorporated. That's why the on-site septic system fee uh, is just for unincorporated Thurston County. So tell me, a year from now, but one more thing, right. and that yeah, it goes right back to the number one was the, the pocket gopher. 
because the federal uh, Fish and Wildlife have said it's going to cost Thurston County $151 million over the next 30 years for them to implement that habitat conservation plan to manage the pocket gopher. Uh, that's $5 million a year. So the county commissioners were debating back and forth, but haven't decided whether that's going to be uh, just unincorporated folks that pay that, or whether it's the entire county pays for that, or whether they wait and push it into next year and well, see what happens. Well, they have happens. no authority to have the whole county do that. I don't know. It's a federal. It's a federal program. Doesn't make any difference. And they're doing so. I don't. Those anyway. are the things we have to dig into okay. and look at. So a year from now, what can you promise me? Then I will still have the energy. <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to keep learning, and I'm going to keep on digging. And well, that's not if, good enough for me. And find out what other what other people need to do. I want to know what a year you're going to do now, for we'll me in be, a year. We will still be dealing with the pocket gopher, I believe, a year from now. Okay. It's like untying a bowl of spaghetti. Okay, we're we'll dealing with the pocket gopher. That's going to be a long-term That's going to be long-term. long-term There's problem. some short-term solutions and resolutions to that that will uh, open up the permitting process uh, and get, uh, uh, get permits flowing, get people building, getting people able to... Uh, reside their house, getting people to build a shop and a garage. Yeah, and, and, and you're putting a lot of, a lot of trust in, in being able to do that because that's probably your economic development plan, right? That's correct, yeah. You know, we'll be looking at uh, how we work with the GMA. Uh, we'll be looking at updating, again, the uh, our comprehensive plan. We'll be looking at, I know it's going to come up, is the uh, the expansion of the commission. And that's going to be a that's going to be a major discussion. Well, you also got a courthouse. Well, we have the too. major courthouse. Yeah, the courthouse yeah. is a major so, thing. So, you're going to still be wrestling with the gopher, but you're going to make some, some significant changes right now. Yes. In a year from now. A year from now, are, we, are you going to have a septic fees? I bet it's gone. Are you going to have a transportation benefit district? I don't know what that's going to look like. We'll have to have something because our roads are in sadly need of repair and our bridges need repaired. And they cost millions of dollars each. And we've got five to seven that are in desperate need of repair. Uh, out of, I think, like 109 bridges that we have in the county. So why the hell would you want to take this job on? You can't win. I've never shied away from a challenge. Yeah, but you can't win. No matter what you do, it's either not going to be wrong or not enough. Okay, but I can deal with that. And it's about bringing people along with the process so they can understand that. It's not just making a decision and telling you, well, live with it, that's a decision. You've, I've got to bring people around, educate them along the way, and bring them along in the process uh, so that they fully comprehend all the intricacies of, of all the other systems that bounce into a, or bump into the one system that we're dealing with, the one issue that we're dealing with. Uh, and by doing that, by being good public information officers and, and giving the good positive spin as to what we're doing and where we're going and why it's taking so long or why this can't be done, um, gives people, I want them to really feel like they're involved in their government. And they may not go along with it. Probably 50% of the people won't care for my decisions, but 50% will. Uh, but it's gonna, You need 50% plus one. Plus one, yeah. Uh, and I, and I, I said this earlier, it kind of sounds like it's a campaign slogan, but I, I'm, not, I'm not governing my district just for the next election, but for the next generation, because my kids live in it. I think people that know you believe that. You think they do? Yeah, people that know you believe no, that. I believe that too. Yeah, but people you. that don't know you don't believe that. And that's fine. Because, you know, the, the Olympian said you're in the pocket of realtors, developers, and, and whatever. I mean, are you? Well, the Olympian tries to pigeonhole everybody but who they, whom they endorse. <laughs> but they said that you and Gary 
were in the pocket of big time developers that wanted to rape the land and and do away with all the rules and regulations. Sure. Yeah, and I want to I want to soil the air and pollute yeah. uh, po- pollute the air, soil yeah. the water, and so and, so. How are people going to believe you if you get in that kind of press? Well, number one, you have to ask how many people believe what the the yeah, Olympians say. They've done eleven thousand page subscribers. And I anyway, look and so. see how what their score their record score is on uh, <laughs> their scoreboard on uh, on on their endorsements because uh, they they hit the commission completely wrong. Yeah. Um, but people are just going to have to. You know, I'm not even asked for their blind faith. At this point, they have no choice but just go along and then see what happens. You and haven't then... answered my question, though. What was the your question? question? Was, are you in the pocket of developers and military? No, no, I'm not in the pocket. Of, no. Okay. No, I'm not. Right. They gave you money for your campaign. They sure did, yes. And why would they do that? They expect something from you, right? Well, they expect, they expect movement, and they say, what do you believe in? They say, well, I believe in regional economic development. We need to, we need to uh, increase our revenue. People that own property are getting stymied, and they're they're losing their property rights. They said, "Okay, well, we believe in that, so we'll 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 promote you. We'll give you money." Uh, the realtors did a, a lovely uh, uh, mailer for me. That was a beautiful mailer because I opened up my mailbox, pulled it out, saw my picture on a big flyer, and I thought, "Oh my gosh, what is this now?" And it was all poppy. It was all very very positive. Yeah. So I'm sure what they expect Either is I'm going to come this through. This is an independent expenditure. You you shouldn't know anything about it. I can't know anything about right. it. And sure, exactly. and just like the robocalls, I knew I knew nothing about that. And it blindsided me. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm not. I'm not in their pocket. But when I, when they and I went and song and danced a ton of people, unions and business and a ton of people, and so this is what I believe in. This, get, this is what I'm did, thinking. Did you get any trade union endorsements? Uh, yes. I can't expect you I to did. get government unions endorsements, but... I did. I got Oh, he got a uh, phone re- just going received, off. Uh, I received the uh, endorsement of the Carpenters Union. Okay. And... Um, the trade unions understand the need for development yeah. and construction and stuff. And, uh, of course, police and fire and corrections. Yeah. Oh, you would, you, and the, uh, the expect to trade, get those. Yeah. But, and the uh, uh, prosecutor's office, of course. So Deputy let, prosecutors. So let's talk a minute about the uh, about the election itself. You won by what? About four thousand votes. Forty-two, forty-six, uh, forty-five. One hundred twenty thousand cast. Something like that. Yeah. That's a pretty narrow victory, but it's a victory. It's about what four about four percent. Oh, that's you know, okay. yeah, and that's that's pretty good. Why do you think you won? It's funny on the way on the way over. I kept thinking before the results were posted. Right. I was wondering, uh, and all that second guessing and self doubt. Sure, sure, yeah. I should have doorbelled more. I should have done another flyer. I should have made more calls. I should have reached out more for meet and greets. I should have, should have, should have. Um, but apparently, what I did was just perfect. <laughs> well, it was good enough. It was good enough. Um, but why? I think it's because the fervor that people are seeing from the national election all down. That they're fed up with business as usual. They're fed up with the partisan politic. They're they're tired of, um, of professional politicians moving in, moving around. Well, it's not your turn yet. You got to get in line because this is where you're going to go next in the political field, uh, the political maneuvering. They're they're tired of that. Well, we need to point want- out that we have three independent county commissioners in a partisan <clears throat> race. Yeah, I mean those are partisan jobs between Republicans and Democrats. We now have three independents. That's probably <clears throat> unique in the state. I'm, I'm told it's exceptionally unique in the state. And I'm, quite frankly, I'm surprised uh, media hasn't really picked it up. Well, they state, might yet. State media. And they might yet. But, um, but Emmett O'Connell, but keeps, con- fairly Emmett O'Connell keeps calling you guys Republicans in independent clothes. So I think both the Republicans and the Democrats are looking at, uh-oh, what do we do now? 
do we need to redefine ourselves? What, uh, how do we how do we capture that uh, that office back? And their work is starting right away. I'm, uh, I would imagine. Uh, but Andrew, go back to your question: Why I won? I, I think it's yeah. that that fervor nationally and even locally, uh, where people are saying we we want fresh blood, we want some fresh ideas. We're not happy with what's what's uh, happening, and has been happening. And when we look at the the uh, the competition. Which one offers more of the same? Which one has some different ideas? Let's go somewhere different. Which one is more problem, uh, uh, problem solution oriented? What did you learn about yourself in, the, in this campaign? Because there's not a better school in the world than to run for public office because you'll see the best and the worst in people. You find out who your friends are and who they're not friends. I mean, what did you learn about yourself? That my career in law enforcement prepared me for this. Because you see the best in people, you see the worst in people. You're helping people that don't want your help. You're helping people that actually desperately need your help. And, uh, and you still have to put on a happy face every day, and you've got to be positive, and you have to be professional, whether people like you or not. And when I got into law enforcement, I lost friends. You, you do. People just don't want to hang out with a, with a cop anymore. Uh, so that profession for 35 years really prepared me, I think, for what I'm getting into, which is more of the same. Completely different job and job description, but... The, the, the personal interaction and personal relationship, interrelationships is going to be pretty much so the same. So you learned, you, what you learned was what you already knew, you said. That. Yeah. It reinforced it. But, because I was wondering, I don't have no experience with this. I'm, I'm a, a brand new I didn't this. know who the hell you were when you, when you first signed up. And I, I came in I didn't with know very, you from Adam. Very little recognition outside yeah. of Olympia. Very little. I didn't even know you. Okay. Uh, and even though I knew you. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's not the point. What I also learned is, in, in all my years of police work, how many people I have really helped. And I have far more people that, that I have helped and like me than I have enemies. And by that I mean, um, we were at the, uh, the Black Hills High School uh, candidate forum, the full candidate forum, Supreme Court justices all the way down to the- I got a granddaughter there. Okay. Um, and. They, they ran through three groups of 60 to 80 kids into the gym, and we did a one-minute opener, introduction, question, and answer. At the end of the second group, uh, this young gal came up to me, came up to me, and she said, when I walked into the gym, you looked familiar to me. You have told me this story more than once. Oh, that's right, because I said it at Rotary. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you know that story. You might tell, tell, but tell the people. They don't know. You, uh, I, recognized your, I recognized you when I came into the gym, and then when you started speaking, I recognized your voice. And then when you said you were a police officer, and then you said you were the chief in Tenino, I recognized that I knew you, and she started crying. She said, you saved my life. And she just kept repeating that as she's crying. Tears are, uh, excuse me, I have allergies. Yeah, right. Tears are streaming down her face, and she's saying, you saved my life. You saved me. And I asked what I did, and she said, well, several years ago, I had pulled her and her younger brother out of an abusive home. And she goes, I will never forget that. You saved me. You saved me. And we're... We're hugging in the middle of the gym around the crowd of people. And then when she went on her way, I just, something like that, it, I, I was thinking, I don't care whether I win or lose. This was all worthwhile. And I, then I thought back, and I, talk, I told my wife about that story, and she said, you know, but you have to think about when you were a dare officer, when you were uh, 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 the accident investigator, and when you were this and that and this and that and these different assignments, even in detectives, how many people you have touched, how many lives you've saved, how many people you've really impacted their lives in a positive way. 
And I, I learned more about that about myself and thinking, you know what? I might even pull this off. <laughs> and I learned that about myself. So when you put yourself out there in public, you begin to see the people that, that you had affected over 28 years of, of being a police officer. I can't even begin to tell because you. People started coming out and, and saying that. Right. I'd be doorbelling, and young men and women in their 30s would be answering the door with kids in tow. And I'd say, hi, I'm John Hutchings. I'm running for the county commissioner. Hey, you were my dare officer in eighth grade. Of course <laughs> I'm going to vote for you. Put a sign out in the yard. <laughs> And one of them even did, uh, two of them did commercials for me, radio commercials for me, and an endorsement. Uh, there were dozens and dozens and dozens of, of places, of homes, and even businesses that said, hey, you're my dare officer. Of course, of course I'm going to do that. I've known you. I've known you for, what, 20, 15, 20 years. And you think, wow, dare was an assignment of mine. <laughs> and now it's just come back. So that brings me to, the, to this significant point. Yeah. Both you and Gary Edwards are former law enforcement people. Mm -hmm. Does that mean then that the Thurston County Sheriff's Office is going to get more money? Does that mean that you're going to have a more of, a, of an understanding of what the sheriff does and, and his request for additional funds? We, we do have more. I mean, obviously, we have more of an understanding of that profession than, than anybody else does. Right. Um, and it was interesting to see how through the campaign, people went from Boy, they got the biggest chunk of the budget. We're not giving them any more, and we need to move people out of the city or out of the county and back into the city area. That way, we don't need as many sheriff deputies. That way, we can mitigate. And then we, through the campaign, as it progressed and matured, they started saying, "Yes, we do need to fund some sheriff deputies." Now, whether they were as a true conversion, or why they were moving more towards the center, I don't know. So you're saying the sheriff's office will see more money? The sheriff's office will have to see some more money. I will not gut other departments, and I'm not going to lay people off to fund the to the sheriff's department. So you got to find additional revenue then. Have to find revenue, and it has to streamline. And we also have to and uh, uh, mitigate some of the the costs uh, in incarceration, uh, the medical costs in incarceration are astronomical at the at the uh, the felony level or at the county level, because they house everybody in the county. All cities, all felons from the cities go to the county jail. And it costs the county a tremendous amount of money. So how do we how do we get more money for that? Well, you can always encourage the city to manipulate the tomorrow to add next to urban growth areas. Good, good. <laughs> then you wouldn't have to then you wouldn't have to provide services there. Or stop putting you, as because many you're, because you're not a rural service. You're not supposed to be. You're right. a county. Or, or um, uh, we can we can use more creative solutions to keep people from going to jail. Okay. Um, and like I mentioned, medical costs are, uh, yeah. are astronomical yeah. uh, funding, and don't, the, the county does not get reimbursed by the cities, by the jurisdictions for the medical costs. Well, because you're required to, to provide in, incarceration services for all felons. I mean, that's, right. part of, that's part of the county's responsibility. Well, it is. However, there's, there's opposing attorney general's, uh, attorney's general opinions on whether that includes the medical costs or not. Uh, so we might see that become an issue. Um, but to get to your bottom line, again, we have the same amount of sheriff deputies today that we've had in 1996, and yet we've got, what, 20 or 30,000 more people. Uh, response time have plummeted. And the, and the poor ladies and women, or men and women out there protecting the, uh, the urban areas or the, the uh, rural areas uh, really need some help. And as an aside, it was good to see John Snazza, the sheriff, at your victory party. Oh, my I mean, I was gosh. I so absolutely shocked to see him because he looked 
pretty damn good for a guy that's almost dead. I was stunned when he walked in yeah, the room. Yeah, me too. And actually, my legitimate first thought was when he walked in, because I never expected to see him. But when he walked in was, well, Rob Snaza came up from Lewis yeah, County. Yeah, his, his twin brother. Yeah, yeah, his twin brother. Why would he come up here and... He didn't look. It didn't look like he used to. And then you saw that big six-inch scar down the <laughs> and side. I saw of the face. scar. Yeah, uh, but it was wonderful to see him. I was very flattered that uh, that he came to to our event. Yeah, yeah, um, it was good to see him out. But that's other thing I want to talk about, and this is kind of in relationship to the to the sheriff's office. Is you've been for a long time, as far as I know, uh, involved in mental health issues in the county. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been volunteering, working in that. That goes hand in hand with what you're talking about, about trying to keep people out of jail. I mean, is that is I was talking about because you've you've gotten a lot of recognition for your volunteer work, you know, in that field. Something I didn't realize until I met you. Well, paid and volunteer. Okay. Yeah, both. I got just to be fair. All right. Um, and, and I finished I finished the state contract, uh, putting on the last of the forty hour classes uh, this last uh, September. Uh, so my obligation to the training commission is is completed. And I think on one hand they were kind of hoping I wasn't going to win the election because they wanted me to renew the contract next year. Uh, but uh, I will still be involved somehow with some of the, the CIT or crisis intervention training for law enforcement, even as just a mentor or, or some, in some capacity. Uh, my son and I will continue to do what we do, the, the training on the side for uh, police officers and corrections officers, and firefighters in recognizing signs and symptoms of a, of a combat veteran with a traumatic brain injury and PTSD. It's, it's just vital, critical stuff, and it's still even though it's been around for a long time, and, and our state's tackled it for an entire year now, uh, and we've been doing the CIT training in this county for 16 years, the state mandated the training as of this last January, uh, and now it's, it's hitting nationally. Oregon just signed up to uh, put on 15 to 18 tw- uh, uh, training sessions this next year. Now, that's Oregon, but um, I might be called down to, to say hi at one of these things. Uh, and I would, I would love to do that. When you take office, I'm not exactly sure how the staffing situation works. Do each of you county commissioners have a staff person that, that works directly for you? Yes, a commissioner's assistant. Okay, and, that, and that's the only one that you actually have any that's, control over? That's there are other people in the, in the commissioner's office that, that you don't have any say over, right? That's correct. There's a PIO. Uh, right, the press and you, information and uh, there's you, other staff. You got, you got several staff in the commissioner's office that yeah. that are hired by the by the county executive. Correct. By and and, you, and, and the uh, but the commissioner's assistant is, serves solely at my right uh, at my will. So, and, so those people it. that have been there with Kathy and Sandra are going to lose their jobs. Well, I think well, it's expected. They could. In, in fact, the uh, the the, uh, the assistant commissioner uh, Romero's assistant. I'm told was even for the last year or so was planning on moving on at the end of, of Sandra's term. So fact or fiction, I don't know. Yeah. Commissioner Wolf's um, uh, assistant is uh, uh, can be looked at by Gary and or me. Sure. To be well, hired. You, well, you'd want somebody that had some experience and knowledge. Oh right? my gosh, and knows the system inside and out, and that does a very Vicky Larkin is an exceptionally. A depth professional. And I assume those people are really waiting on pins and needles to find out what's going to happen. Well, there's only one. Right, right. Because it's, it's Sandra's, Sandra's is leaving, it, it, apparently, leaving. from what I'm told. Yeah, so um, Kathy's is going to be there. Uh, right. Who is that? And, I, and I don't think Vicky's on pins and needles. Okay. Yeah, I don't think she's on pins and needles. Um, but that would that would be a, uh, a, a tremendous benefit to hire 
to hire Kathy, or to, to hire Vicky rather, uh, because she, I mean, she doesn't have a learning curve. Right. She's been doing it for eight years or longer. Um, and she, I mean, she's, she's loyal, professional. She knows the intricacies, knows how to do all the emails, knows but how she, to, she the is constituents. in an exempt position that she can be let go anytime. But she could be let go. You bet. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the true reality. And I'm looking at, uh, Gary and I are still looking at a list of people, uh, that we will, uh, process and vet because Vicky may say no to me, may say no to Gary and decide to move on. I don't know. So we're still looking uh, for this transition. You've got to have somebody that's on board pretty quickly. Let's talk about two more issues and before we run out of time. Okay. One of them is the courthouse issue. There's yeah. a proposal or just talk about moving the courthouse to downtown Olympia. What, what is your feelings about that? My feelings are we need a new courthouse. It's icky. It's old. It's embarrassing. And, and it was th- built in the 1970s. I don't, yeah, and I don't believe it's, it's fitting of, uh, of our capital city and... In our, uh, in our county. The question is, I said months ago, and I've been saying is, how do you pay for it, and where does it go? Uh, and so this Thursday is the Courthouse Finance Committee report. So we're going to learn. I will be there, and Gary's going to be there, and we will learn what the options are, what this committee came up with, for options, for viabilities, what's it going to cost, where do we do it, is it a private-public partnership, is it a, a, a bond, what do we do? Well, I want you to let you know that personally I'm 100% opposed to any downtown Olympia redevelopment project by using the courthouse. I think that is, I, I, as a taxpayer in Lacey or even out in the county, why do we want to pay to redevelop downtown Olympia? So, you know, if you're going yeah. to do it, let's do it someplace else that's not in downtown. Well, well, I would prefer that you not even move it. But let, I, me, let me ask you this. Because um, your opinion matters. <laughs> when you say downtown, what do you define as I'm downtown? I'm talking about that downtown urban area of Olympia. Okay. So now, if it was outside the l- urban area. Like where they moved the city hall in, into downtown. Now, right. Now, it, the county courthouse has to go into Olympia because Olympia is the capital. I mean, the county seat. You can move the county seat. You can. Yes, you can. And the county courthouse, as long as the superior court is in the city limits. The rest of it could be anywhere. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's only the, the way the statute is written. All the, so now, if you, mind to move it, if you mind to move it out to Lacey, I'd be all, all in favor of that. A suburb of Olympia? But, <laughs> but, but anything in downtown Olympia that they're going to use for redevelopment of downtown Olympia, I just want to let you know I'm opposed to that. Right. And, and I am too. And we might be opposed for different reasons, but I, I'm opposed for several reasons. Emergency management. We just see the ports being shut down or the, the rail lines being shut down by protesters. And it would, uh, they would easily be able to shut down our seat of government. And I don't like that. I don't make it easy for them. <laughs> um, but also, if in 50 to 80 years, if it's supposed to be underwater, do we have to build the doggone thing so high that we can, we yeah. can get in with our boots? That's and, what they tell. That's what they so, tell. So, yeah. But would I, would I put it there? No. And emergency management standpoint, another Nisqually earthquake, if it shakes, it's all on it's, fill. It's all on fill. Yeah. You're going to end up with cracks so you have and all kinds building. of reasons that shouldn't be in downtown Olympia. Exactly. On the outskirts of Olympia. Plus, you know, okay. I'm not sure. I want to put I want to put right across from the Children's Hands-On Museum uh, a courthouse with the type of people that come in and out of the well, courthouse. Nothing don't think you worry about that because it looks like it's going to be redeveloped anyway. It could be. Anyway, and it's not, it's not the county's problem. Whatever, the benefit I hear is, boy, we want it downtown because, my gosh, it's going to come with a huge parking structure. But it's not up to the county to solve Olympia's parking that's, problems. That's exactly right. However, if it was moved into Olympia, stay, you know, stay in Olympia, but moved around I-5 and maybe Henderson, Union and Plum, out that area, 
It's away from the downtown urban core. You mean where the old city hall was? Well, the old city hall, or even back where they're putting the, uh, you know, where that new hotel went in. Yeah. Uh, off Henderson. So, well, somewhere. Well, let's wait and see what the report comes up with. We'll have to wait and see. But there's also there's also a lot of talk to move it out uh, out in West Olympia off of Kaiser Road. And there's, which I'm not sure I'm in Well, you need it so, so it's accessible to people. It has to be accessible. But where it is now, where it is now is not very accessible, but we've gotten used to it. We've put up with it, yeah. We've gotten used to it over 40 years. And which which begs the question, if you refurbish it and spend uh, a third of the cost, refurbish it, remodel it, add another two or three, uh, add another one story to the existing buildings and add a a three-story structure in the center, you still have the same problem with parking. It's just, it's it's inadequate. Well, you're going to have parking problems no matter where you put it. Right. So So now the second question I have to ask you is about expansion of the commission. Okay. At one time, there was a proposal <clears throat> to expand the county commission from three to five members. Uh, it never got very far. Um, but at one time, the South County, as you were mentioned earlier, looked at that as an option to get them a representative on the county commission. Yes. Now, where are you on now on expanding the county commission? As I Be said, careful. No, that's fine. <laughs> and as, as I said early on, um, and because this, this this question came up real early. And stayed because with Jim for several Cooper months. at one time, your opponent had had favored that. Correct, <clears throat> and he kind of moved. He moved away away from it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what? And that's something I learned about myself. I was able to remain consistent. <laughs> I didn't. Have to, <laughs> I didn't have to shift back and forth. Now, this is kind of cool. Um, if we plan for it, and if we budget for it, because it's still going to cost money. And we have the room for it because it's a capacity issue. You add two more commissioners and you add two more assistants. Well, you're going to expand the city hall anyway. I can't, if can't we do, when anyway. we do. Well, you're going to have to. And how we do, yeah. And we, it's just so that's, that, woefully that's, that's inadequate. That's a significant issue. Okay. So, as far as I'm But concerned. still, budget for it. Put in the comp plan. It doesn't have to be, but we can amend the comp, comprehensive plan uh, so everybody is aware of it. Put all the little uh, positions and all the little pins in place. Set up the dominoes so... Uh, when it does become a vote of the people, if they decide to do that, this is what their government they want to look well, like. Well, you could do it without a vote of the people. Sure we could, yeah. But why? Why would I? Well, because here's what I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. After you've been on that county commission for a couple of years and you find out everything that you have to do, all 20 regional boards and commissions that you have to be on, uh-huh. you're just going to find you don't have enough time to, <clears throat> to do everything that's required of you as a county commissioner. You're going to need more people to help. And you might be very right, because I looked. I just looked yesterday morning at that list of you, the committees and the you boards. You will probably have six or seven of those that you're going to be on. Good grief! Yeah, yeah it's it's enormous. See, people don't realize we have a regional government in this in this county. No, and they don't. They don't know that we have a regional government and it runs things. You know, and, but you, as a county commissioner, sit on most of those. But if if I do that just to be self-serving, because I want to be, I don't want to be as busy. Because you can still, it's been done for how long? And it's been done so successfully from what I've understood. I haven't talked with everybody well, on the boards and commissions. it's been done relatively successful because lots of times the county commissioners delegate that to somebody else in the county commission. Got or, it. I mean, in the county government. In the county government. They don't necessarily do it themselves even though they're supposed to. Right. And Anyway, I, my, my point is that I, you need to take a, a close look at it. In a couple of years, you'll have a better idea. Oh, I have a much better idea in a couple of <laughs> years. Absolutely, Ken. I believe that. Well, we're almost out of time. It's something you want to say to to the people or to me or should we just shut up? Uh, no, <laughs> I, no. Um, 
I just want to say that what really surprised me, and maybe now maybe I shouldn't say surprise. It sounds like it, it was a surprise, and it really wasn't, but it was. Okay. Is when I when I when I won this race, how humbling it felt. You felt humbled by it. I felt very humbled, and and I'm not meek, but I felt very humbled. Yeah. And when I like I said earlier on in this conversation, uh, the response I got from Tonino, the overwhelming love and surprise and sh- the smiles and the hugs and uh, and the same in Rochester, and I would imagine the same in Rainier. Um, it's humbling. These people are, it's, it's almost, my gosh, they're putting so much faith in me and I do not want to let anybody down. I know I will probably down the road somewhere, but I don't want to let people down. It was very humbling. And I accept that responsibility. Um, because again, like I said, receiving 50 some odd thousand votes is, uh, and from most people I don't know. And they've chosen me to do this. And, and I'm, I take that very, very seriously, and I'm, I'm just humbled by it. It just amazes me. My guest has been John Hutch Hutchings, the New Thurston County Commission. Take over in January sometime. January 1. January 1st. Thank you for coming. My pleasure, Ken, always. Yeah, the job me. Yeah. A cup, a cup of tea.